0: Welcome to this blog post titled Safari Adventures. Of all the wonderful things Kathy and I have been blessed to experience in the world, safaris have definitely ranked in our top five. We have visited 18 different countries and experienced nine amazing safaris. Truly, these have been a highlight of our travels, and I believe they could be a wonderful experience for you as well. Although most of our travel to Africa has been mission-focused, we've always added a safari to the end of each trip, and it has never disappointed. In this post, I'll be sharing our favorite safaris and highlighting the most important details on how to enhance your safari experience. I hope this inspires you to research the fascinating continent of Africa and begin planning a visit to one of the most amazing places in the world. First, let's take a look at the Mara Safari and what we like best. One of the best safaris we've been on has been in the Mara, located in the heart of the Maasai Mara National Reserve in Kenya. The variety of game in this region is spectacular. The drivers are allowed to drive off-road and track-follow the animals. Many preserves require the driver to stay on the dirt roads at all times, which makes viewing game more difficult. However, the Mara Safari takes us deeper into the wild, where we've seen some of the most incredible sights. Here's what we like best. 1. We've stayed at two different camps in the Mara, Explorer and Intrepids. Both are very nice, but Explorer is a cut above. 2. They have the best Jeeps of any camp we've been to or seen on safari. With open windows and no roof, it makes it easy to stand up to get a better view. The roll cage is completely padded and very comfortable to lean against, sit on, etc. Our favorite guide is Rafael Kwaikai. So if you end up going to one of these camps, let us know and we will contact him ahead of time. If you have a larger group, you may need two vehicles, and I would definitely recommend requesting that both of them are open-air, padded roll-bar Jeeps. Many camps offer Jeeps with windows and a pop-up roof. However, we do not like the closed-in feeling of the windows. We've actually had eight people in the Jeep at one time, and everyone was comfortable. Did we mention how much we love the padded rollbars? 3. The food at Mara is good, and the tents are great. 4. The camp is well-located and has a great balance of terrain, plains, bush, rivers, etc. 5. We've been successful during almost every trip, seeing at least 25 species, plus the big five. 6. The Intrepid's camp is completely fenced, while the Explorer camp is much smaller and open. When it's time for dinner at Explorer, You must radio for the Maasai warrior to come and escort you. Again, we prefer Explorer, but have been to the Intrepids many times. 7. The Mara is an easy half-hour flight from Nairobi, and the plane lands on a dirt runway only five minutes from the camp. In contrast, we've been to safaris where we've had to drive one and a half hours from the airport. If you stay at Explorer, I suggest claiming the tent that is out on the point. A truly magical experience. Next, I'll share about our Kruger Park Safari, which was definitely a five star experience. Another amazing safari is located at the world renowned Sabi Sand Game Preserve in South Africa. We had the pleasure of staying at the Leopard Hills Lodge, which had a host of amenities that truly were five star. Here are a few highlights 1. There are eight well decorated rooms at this lodge with comfortable beds, bathrobes, and umbrellas. 2. The hotel staff provides extra gifts for guests, including bath salts, African poems, and plenty of snacks and drinks in the room. Three, the sights and sounds from each of the rooms are incredible. There are small private pools and patios on which to lounge comfortably while listening to wildlife in the surrounding bush. Four, the lodge has a spacious lounge equipped with books, magazines, and animal guides for guests to enjoy. Five. There are plenty of nearby activities, such as helicopter rides through the third-deepest canyon in the world, the Blyde River Canyon. Six, there is plenty of opportunity to have close encounters with game, namely the Big Five. Now, I have to say our absolute favorite safari is called the Londolazi. Located in the Sabi Sands Game Preserve in South Africa, this safari is our absolute favorite. Here are the things we like most. One, this camp is actually made up of four different camps. We stayed in the smallest of the four called Varti. In this camp, you're not staying in tents, but instead, individual homes that are very nice. I believe this camp only has four units, which would be perfect for a small group. Two, the main common area is outstanding and the way they present their meals is fabulous. One night, we enjoyed a vintage outdoor dinner with pearls hanging on candelabras and a delicious meal. Groups have the entire common area to themselves. 3. The food and wine are top-notch. 4. We had one meal outside under the stars where they must have had 400 candles and lanterns lighting up the area. 5. The jeeps at Londolazi are standard with no tops. You have great visibility. 6. Our favorite animal is the leopard, and Londolazi is known for its leopards. We had at least one leopard sighting each day. On other safaris, we've caught glimpses of leopards, but at Londolazi, we spent an hour each day with this magnificent animal. 7. They are really into photography at Londolazi and have an outstanding printer where you can touch up some of your key photos. They even have ways to print them on canvas and store them in tubes for your travel home. 8. One of the main benefits of being part of a larger camp like Londolazi is that all of the guides, jeeps, communicate by radio with each other. When someone spots an exciting or rare animal like the rhino, they radio all their friends and tell them where they're located. This significantly increases the odds of seeing rare game. Just like at the Mara, the jeeps at Londolazi are allowed to drive off-road into the bush, and I mean into the bush. You'll be amazed at where these jeeps take you. So, you might be asking yourself what time of year is best to go on an African safari. There's much to consider when planning to go on safari, and there are certain months that are better than others. Here are some of our thoughts and observations. 1. You definitely want to avoid the hotter months. Being on safari in an open-air vehicle, you obviously don't want to be cooking in the hot sun. The hottest months are January, February, and March, as well as September and October. 2. Rainfall is also a consideration. The wettest months are March, April, May, November, and December. 3. Humidity is never your friend, and unfortunately, Africa is generally more humid than you're used to. The high humidity months are April, May, June, November, and December. 4. The experts say the best time to go to the Mara is January, February, July, August, September, and October. They say the best time for South Africa is May, June, July, August, September, and October. 5. Depending on how important the migration is, that can be a consideration. We did not focus on the migration until our sixth safari. It is exciting but does consume a fair amount of time, waiting for the wildebeest to decide to cross the river. We went on a specific safari in Tanzania, focused on the migration, and it was excellent. Migration is typically good from July to October when traveling north to the Mara, and June to August when traveling south to the Serengeti. 6. Another important factor is the babies. Most mammals dropped their young beginning in November and December. Therefore, January through May, you'll likely see lots of babies, which is a fun experience for everyone. Here are some general suggestions regarding African safaris. One, the first safari of the day generally heads out at 6 a.m. Drivers usually come back for breakfast, then go out for a late morning safari. We always request a boxed breakfast the night before so we can stay out the entire time. The simple request allows you more time on safari, allows you to travel further away from camp, and provides an enjoyable breakfast in an interesting, and often exciting, location. The boxed breakfasts won't be fancy, but the location will be outstanding. If you're in the Mara, ask to have breakfast on the banks of the river and keep an eye out for crocodiles. Personally, we've seen some amazing crocodile action. FYI, the wildebeest are always on the loose. 2. There will always be a few hours of downtime in the early afternoon, followed by the opportunity for a late afternoon or early evening safari. In my opinion, Evening safaris are great, especially if you can convince your driver to stay out after dark. In Londolazi, we were not only blessed to stay out after dark, but also our guide had a bright spotlight to search for game. 3. It's usually cold in the morning and then warms up during the day, so plan to dress in layers. It can rain on you, but most Jeeps have rain jackets included. It certainly wouldn't hurt to pack a rain jacket if you have a favorite you prefer. Four. Most safaris offer a bush lunch or dinner. Ask ahead of time and be sure to book it. It's always a treat. 5. There is nothing better than taking lots of photos on safari. I invested in a 100-400mm Canon professional zoom that takes fabulous pictures. We generally have one camera with a zoom and a second camera that can take wide-angle shots. Two cameras are good for your marriage. 6. Bring a pair of great binoculars, as there will be some fabulous sights you'll want to see up close. 7. It's always nice to have a journal to keep track of everything you see. You'll be surprised how close wild animals will get to your Jeep. We've had leopards, cheetahs, and lions literally walk right by the vehicle. Although the Jeep is open air and you think the animal could jump right in, they never do. I'm not offering any guarantee here, just our experience. It will, however, Take your breath away. If you end up in two different Jeeps, remember to take photographs of each other when there's an animal nearby. Sometimes you can be so excited you forget to take a photo. Some of our best photos are pictures of us in the Jeep with a wild animal right next to us. Nine, some of the tents have outdoor bathtubs, which is a nice treat. However, do watch out for nosy neighbors. While on safari in Africa, there is a stop we recommend. If you end up heading toward South Africa, we definitely recommend a stopover at Victoria Falls. It is spectacular. Here are a few highlights. 1. Be sure and stay at Royal Livingstone Hotel. It's an older, well-maintained, classic hotel right on the river. You can walk from the hotel to the falls. Don't be surprised if you wake up to zebras hanging out in your front yard. The restaurant is nice, grounds are excellent, and the bar is a classic. 2. We took a helicopter ride over the falls, which was spectacular. Our particular helicopter had no doors, but we did get a five-harness seatbelt. The view of the falls from the air is breathtaking. 3. We also went to a lion reserve that offers a lion interactive safari walk. This reserve cares for lion cubs by raising them to two years of age and then letting them go in the wild. The benefit of this is that the cubs grow to be very comfortable with humans and therefore, you literally get to pet full-size lions. We have great photographs of me and Kathy sitting on the ground petting lions like they were kitty cats. It wasn't expensive and the entrance fee was a donation to the reserve. Well worth it. 4. We ate at the old classic hotel called the Victoria Falls Hotel, the Livingstone Room, which was a short drive away. And by the way, the view from the rear of the hotel is excellent. 5. For thrill-seekers, you can bungee jump off the Victoria Bridge. A friend of mine did it. However, even with my adventurous spirit, I passed. Honestly, I'm not comfortable with the quality control standards in Africa. I'm happy to say my friend survived. Finally, if you do end up in South Africa, you might as well fly home out of Cape Town and take some extra time to visit the area. We stayed in the old classic Mount Nelson Hotel. It was nice, had a daily high tea, and really good food. There are a few modern hotels down in the harbor areas that are also very nice. A few fun things to do are, one, a hike to the top of Table Mountain and a cable car ride down. Two a drive down to Cape Horn, and a hike out to the lighthouse on the tip. 3. A trip to the wine region, which we didn't do but heard great things about the experience. As you can tell, we are very enthusiastic about Africa and safaris. We would also encourage you, if possible, to tie in a day or two of missions exposure and perhaps participate in a serving opportunity. Personally, it always adds to the richness of our trips. I pray our experience in Africa and the highlights of our safaris have inspired you to investigate this continent further. I have no doubt you'll have an amazing experience on your African safari. There's some additional information about the travel agent I used for at least two of our safaris. I encourage you to head over to the blog and scroll through the post for the travel agent, Lois Sauer, and her contact information. Not only have we enjoyed our African safaris, but we also thoroughly enjoy safaris in India. Our India-Bengal tiger safari Paul Jr. and I were fortunate enough to go on two different Bengal tiger safaris in India. The two different safari camps we experienced were Kanha and Bandhavgarh. At both camps, we saw the most amazing animals. It was an exhilarating experience viewing them in their natural habitat and yes, a little scary at the same time. At Bandhavgarh, we were fortunate enough to arrange a safari on elephant back. We couldn't guarantee this prior to our trip, and it had to be negotiated once we arrived at the camp. In the past, this safari was readily available, however it is more hit and miss these days, but in my opinion, it is absolutely worth pursuing. Besides the fact it is a lot of fun sitting on top of an elephant trekking through the jungle, the most beneficial aspect is it allows you to actually follow a tiger closely, allowing for a much better encounter. We were able to track two tigers and spend close to an hour with them. It was spectacular and exhilarating. Here are some of our top tips for India tiger safaris. 1. Resorts We very much enjoyed the Taj Safari resorts. They had very nice rooms and were well located. The food was good and the staff was friendly. We also experienced excellent game drive guides. 2. Game parks We highly recommend Bandhavgar Game Park for the following reasons. A. The rules are not as strict as in Kanha, and you can drive at a reasonable speed and cover much more ground. Also, the park guides are more reasonable. B. You can stay longer periods of time to view tigers, whereas in Kanha, there is a 20-minute restriction. C. Elephant safaris are an option, although difficult to secure. D. There seems to be more tigers in this park. 3. Standard Park Permit The standard park permit entitles you to be in the park from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. and from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., which is the time everyone is in the park. In each zone, they typically allow 20 jeeps. Zones are quite large, however, when a tiger is spotted and jeeps start to gather, we had as many as 15 jeeps on one tiger spotting. It was worth getting up a little early and getting to the park entrance 15 to 30 minutes ahead of time, so you are one of the first jeeps in see my comments on a full-day permit below. Four, full-day park permit. It is expensive, but we thought it was worth it. A normal park fee will run you $300 to $400, and the full-day park fee is approximately $700 more. Here are the benefits. A. You get to enter the park 15 minutes before everyone else at 5.45 a.m. This gives you a tremendous head start into the park and the first one to drive on the roads looking for tiger paw marks, which is how you track the tigers. If there was a sighting the day before, your guide will know where, and you can be the first in the area looking for the tiger. B. Once you have entered the park, it will take you 30 minutes just to get to the area to view tigers. Thus, if you begin around 6.30 a.m. on the normal path, you must be out of the park by 11 a.m., which means at 10.15 a.m. you start your exit. The full-day permit allows you to stay in the park for the entire day. You have from about 10.15 a.m. until the jeep returns around 3.30 p.m and you have the entire park all to yourself. On both the days, we did a full-day permit. We found tigers using this time, and were the only jeep sitting and watching the tigers' behavior. When you're the only one there, the tigers are calm and hang out with you much longer, not retreating into the forest. On both days, we had such a great time with the tigers, we generally left the park around 3.30 p.m. when the other jeeps arrived, having already spent hours with the tigers. C. In order to have the option for an elephant safari, You must have purchased a full-day safari. D. Be sure and ask the resort to pack you a brunch picnic basket so you will have plenty of food and water to make it through the full day. You don't want to be stuck without food and have to drive out of the park, losing valuable alone time with the tigers. 5. Elephant Safari We highly recommend an elephant safari. In order to do so, you must sign up for a full-day park permit that I described above. Once you purchase your full-day safari, You can make a request for a three hour elephant safari by paying the $450 fee for the elephant. You won't know if you are granted an elephant until the night before. And if you don't get your elephant, the money will be refunded to you. Elephants are no longer used for sightseeing and are generally only available for park officials. However, if the park official has reserved the elephant for the next day, the park will allow you something called a photographer pass to use the elephant. A photographer's pass is the price of a full day pass. We were lucky enough to get elephants for two days, which was absolutely spectacular. Unfortunately, tiger safaris in India require that your jeep stay on the roads and not go into the forest, which given the vegetation and terrain would be difficult to do anyway. However, once you're on an elephant, it literally tracks anywhere through the forest which allows you to go searching for the tigers. Once you find them, you can hang out with the tigers and follow them through the bush getting the most amazing photographs. Riding the elephant is actually enjoyable, and reasonably comfortable, and a little scary. Although it's said the tigers are as afraid of you as you are of them, you do feel a little bit like an appetizer sitting on the back of the elephant. You do have to look out for giant cobwebs and spiders the size of your fist, but the elephant guide does a good job clearing the way. 6. India Travel Agent Although I plan and book all the details of most of my trips myself, I decided to use an India travel agent, and I am sure glad we did. They were extremely valuable and knowledgeable, helping us plan out all the details and laying out all the options. Once we were on the ground, there were a few things we wanted to change, and they were very helpful in working through all the details to change some key things about our itinerary. You clearly pay a premium using a travel agent, but we found it to be worthwhile. In the blog, there is additional information on the travel agent, Sharad Vats, I've used for our safaris in India. 7. Hotels. Fortunately, everything in India offers great value compared to the prices you are accustomed to in America and in other parts of the world. We stayed at some of the best hotels for what you would normally pay for a nice hotel. In Delhi, the Leela Palace is spectacular. In Mumbai, the Taj Mahal offers a great experience. If you want some adventures in Old Delhi, we stayed at the Havali Dharampura, which was a great location in the heart of the old city and reasonably nice hotel. After considering everything I've shared, I encourage you to research one of the safaris mentioned and move forward with planning your safari adventure. By the way, do you have an experience related to what you have read? Please share it with us in the comments section and help others learn too. Thank you for listening. You know, one of our values is good information is shared with a friend. Please take the time to think of your friends, men, or women who might benefit from this blog. You can introduce the blog to them by sharing the post using the various sharing links, or by sharing the podcast by clicking the share link on the top left corner of the audio link. As you begin to follow my blog and pursue opportunity for growth, it is helpful to do an assessment on various topics of life. If you haven't already, I encourage you to click on the link and take the current life conditions assessment. I believe it would be helpful to take this assessment annually and revisit how you are growing in life.